Well, hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, here from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And man, I'm fired up this week still from Monday night. Uh, we, we had about uh, 20 men on Monday night that put all the things of this world to the side for just a few minutes, uh, which was really hard to do this week with the hurricane, and um, and push pause on those things in order that we might together take a peek above. We've been going through this series of, of lessons uh, over the last few weeks titled Control-Alt-Delete. And last night we talked about deleting negativity. And it's funny because I, I told them I took some out of what I had prepared uh, so that any leftover storm prep could be accomplished. And, and, you know, that's kind of maybe where I was thinking our minds were going to be. But based on the participation and what we were talking about, the attitude and the mindset shifted not to those things that were going on around us that would be considered negative, like a hurricane, but rather the things that are above. And it was really cool to be there and to be a part of that. So quick side note, if you're a man out there and you're listening and you're in the Ocala area, you're missing out on some every other week, pick me up and start your week off right on uh, Monday nights. But anyways, what we talked about this week has really not left me. And so I started to think for the 44, well, why not just rehash all these things that I'm, I'm excited uh, you know, to think about and to share um, some of the ideas that these guys presented for our, uh, in our class, but we can use for our 44 because what we talked about is probably uh, what I think to be one of the most necessary things for a Christian to see and to hear and to put into practice in our lives. You see, we are just absolutely bombarded with negativity. Um, I feel like sometimes, no matter where I turn, there's trouble, there are burdens, there are these bubbles or these little pockets of negativity that surrounds us by way of politics and the news and social media. Uh, there's negativity in our daily lives that we've either created for ourselves or someone else has infused it into our lives. There's, there's negativity with the situations, uh, you know, that this world is in. Like, I mean, we could go on and on and on and talk about that. But, you know, so much of the mindset of a Christian is constantly thinking about all the negativity that surrounds us. And what's so interesting about it is that, like I know from our ladies at, here at Central, that they're also doing a study and, and they're talking about the idea of spiraling thoughts, like which goes hand in hand with this because, man, the negativity that surrounds us can send us swirling hard and send us swirling really fast into a bad place. And 
So in those moments, my question today is, well, how do we combat that? How do we react? What is it we are to do to lift ourselves out of that rut when we are sent into a spiral because of the negativity that surrounds us? And while I'd love to sit here and say, ah, well, you know, just delete it. (laughs) You know as well as I do that that's just really not possible sometimes. So what is possible? Well, let's feast on God's word together first and see what he says. And then let's talk. I want to take you to three places and I'll read all three um, because I know, again, like I said last week, most of you are are walking or you're in the car or uh, wherever you're at. So Hebrews chapter 12, beginning there in verse one is is the first place I want to read from God's word. Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Consider him who endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Philippians chapter 4, beginning there in verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, then... The God of peace will be with you. Last one, Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So what do all these mean? I mean, again, if, if, I, if we cannot just outright delete negativity which I would also kind of argue wouldn't be the best thing for us anyways, then how do we prevent ourselves from swirling in that direction where it just gets worse and worse and takes over our lives? Well, the common theme here is that as a Christian from these three verses, and there's many other places we could go, that we've got to set our aim on something that is far greater than anything that this life has to offer. And so in the midst of all the junk, in the midst of all the negative, Hebrews chapter 12 says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Consider him. Philippians chapter 4 says, fix your thoughts on what is true. 
And what is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable? Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And, and yeah, Paul says that it's not just thinking, but it's also doing, like put it into practice. Make a move on the things that Christians should do and what will happen. He says, do those things and the God of peace will be with you. The one from Colossians, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Think about things of heaven, not of this earth. Now, when I put it that way and I summarize that way, it sounds so easy, right? (laughs) You know, that, that was a question that one of the guys on Monday night posed to the group. So, yeah, like sounds easy, right? But man, why is it we look so hard at our own ways of how we can redirect all the negativity we're surrounded by rather than to just do this. I mean, here is the fix. Paul says, this is it. Here's your answer. Do you want to drown out all the noise? Do you want to hit delete on some stuff? Do you want to, do you want to have that? Do you want to have the peace and find your comfort and have some of these bad things just kind of fade away in order to do that? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on things above. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Think about the things of heaven. Why? What does that do? Well, what it should do is remind us that our lives right here and right now, which is what we get caught up in, the life that I wake up to every day is only but a vapor. That that we live just a few vapor-like years here on this earth, and then it's eternity. It's forever somewhere else. Set your aim and set your mark and fix your eyes there. And nobody did this and lived this better than the early Christians of that time. As I told you guys in last week's episode, I've I've been spending a lot of time going back and reading the accounts of early Christian writers who lived in those first few centuries And in the book I'm currently reading, there's so much about the negative things that they were facing, which honestly, like (laughs) through some of the stuff I'm about to read you, pales in comparison to anything I will probably ever go through or could even imagine. And yet, I want you to listen to some of these writings from them. And the lesson that I want you to hear through this is just how much they did what we've just read from Hebrews, from Philippians, and from Colossians, that they had their eyes set and fixed on Jesus and on the reality of heaven. Listen to some of these. He who chooses to live well for eternity will live in discomfort for the present. He will be subjected to all types of troubles and burdens as long as he is on earth so that in the end, he will have divine and heavenly consolation. On the other hand, he who chooses to live well for the present will fare badly in eternity. Here's another one. This is um, a man who was writing to a church. He, he was a companion of the Apostle John. He was arrested for his Christian testimony. And this book says that while he was en route to Rome for trial and execution, he wrote some letters of admonition and encouragement to several 
congregations. And he told one congregation, It is necessary, therefore, to not only be called by the name Christian, but to actually be a Christian. If we are not ready to die in the same manner of his suffering, his life is not in us. He went on to write, Bring on the fire and bring on the cross. Bring on the packs of wild beasts. Let there be the breaking and the dislocating of my bones, the severings of my limbs. Bring on the mutilation of my whole body. I can't even imagine that. In fact, bring on all the diabolical tortures of Satan. Only let me attain to Jesus Christ. I would rather die for Jesus Christ than to reign over the ends of the entire earth. And this book, says that shortly after this man penned those words, he was brought before a screaming mob in the Colosseum of Rome where he was torn to pieces by wild animals. Sound like a man that had his eyes set on heaven? Here's one last one. This is a man who encouraged a group of local Christians who were um, who were being persecuted by the Romans, and he said this, or he penned these words, Blessed ones, Count whatever's hard in this lot of yours as a discipline of your powers of mind and body. You are about to pass through a noble struggle in which the living God is your manager and the Holy Spirit is your trainer. The prize is an eternal crown of angelic essence, citizenship in the heavens, glory everlasting. He also told them the prison does the same service for the Christian that the desert did for the prophet. Our Lord himself spent much time in seclusion, so he would have greater freedom to pray, and so he would be away from the world. Listen to this part. The leg does not feel the chains when the mind is in heaven. I'll read that one more time. The leg does not feel the chains when the mind is in heaven. I thought that might be beneficial for you to read some of the entries, some of the some of the words that were penned in the first few centuries, and just how much they had their eyes set on heaven. Does that sound to you like the kind of people who, in the midst of things we cannot even begin to comprehend, let the negative things spiral out of control, or is what I just read, does it sound like there was this laser-like focus in place on where they were going rather than what they were currently going through and surrounded by? You see, for your 44 today, I guess all it is is really no matter how big or how small that thing is that you're going through or how much it's consumed your thoughts or just how how bad of a place it has you in, no matter what it is that surrounds you, remember that the leg does not feel the chains when the mind is in heaven. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on things above. Think about things that are right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. Let's not make this more complicated than what it is. Let's feast from God's Word. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I love you. Hope you stayed safe through the storm, and I'll talk to you next week.